The following program is produced by Rosado Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla, and I am very happy to be with you today on a very nice Nevada day. Woo, getting a little uh, cool outside because the weather is changing. But the one thing that stays constant in Nevada is the demand for housing. More and more people are seeing the advantages of buying a home versus renting, and more and more investors are seeing the advantage of taking that step and buying the next property because values seem to be going only in one direction. Sure, they change from occasion to occasion, but if you look at the broad picture, housing tends to go up on an average of anywhere from 3 to 4% in value every year. Stick with it for the long term. You could find yourself in a great retirement in 20 or 30 years if you have the right and the right number of investment properties. But how do you pull the trigger? How do you make a decision if you're not a real estate investor expert? You listen to our show because we bring the investor experts to you. And today's no different. We have four outstanding guests with us in the studio today. Dave Washburn is with us, and Dave is with Socotra Capital. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you, Peter. Great to be here with you today. It's great to have you back on the show, Dave. You've been one busy man all summer long, not only doing your real estate deals, but out having fun too, right? You got it. That's why we live here in Nevada. You've got to work hard, and then you've got to play hard too. So I've been enjoying enjoying the summer. Yeah, and you specifically, you're a cycler. So uh, last time I talked to you, you were about to do this big, big bike ride called the Death Ride over in Markleyville, California. How did that go? I kept the rubber side down, and that's yeah. always the important part. Yeah. So you, uh, yeah, saw a few unfortunate souls who didn't, but uh, uh-huh. that's the key <laughs> to those rides, keeping the rubber side down and yeah. uh, make sure you're hydrated, fueled, and just keep pedaling. That is an awesome ride that you did there. I admire anybody that does the death ride because it's so grueling, but what a beautiful place to uh, to exercise your, your passion. Five mountain, four mountain passes, right, or four or five? Five, passes? five mountain passes, mm-hmm. yeah, so Only about 130 miles and 15,000 feet of climbing. Wow. Wow. Next you'll be going into the delivery business, I'm sure, because (laughs) with that kind of a background, you can really move that merchandise around. But you're also, you're a hard money lender. And so you're helping people close transactions quickly because you can get the money fast. Things going well there too, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, what we've seen uh, this summer is uh, as prices have continued to go up and inventories continue to stay tight, uh, people have used private money Mm -hmm. to uh, hop in there and close quickly. Uh, for sellers who are motivated, and uh, that's helped a lot of our clients buy properties that they've been able to fix and flip or add to the rental portfolio. Very cool. There's a lot of strategy that comes to play when you're looking to buy real estate, especially real estate for investors. Having an access to a hard money lender is a great thing to have in your hip pocket. So when you need to pull the trigger fast, you're there, Dave. I want to talk to you more about your business and how you can help our listeners today take advantage of the opportunities. I look forward to it, Peter. Also with us in the studio today, I have Megan Lopresti. Megan is with Bradway Properties. Welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you, Peter. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you too as well because you are not only in the real estate business, you're in the property management business. I mean, maybe it's the same business, but property management, that's kind of a little different twist. It is. It is. And it's very busy Uh right now. If 
we put something on the market for rent, especially yeah. it, I'm in Carson City, so if it's under a house a thousand dollars or twelve hundred dollars, we have fast. it rented in yeah twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. A lot of demand for rental properties mm-hmm. means something to me, and that's there's got to be more demand for investment properties too. Because if the renters are there, that's your client. If you're buying real estate investment property, what's that like in the Carson City area? People looking at investment property? Oh, absolutely! It's it's hot because people know that they can rent it out. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a shortage of houses, mm-hmm. and so a lot of people aren't purchasing because they can't get in, or they're waiting, and yeah. so they're renting. So both those situations are helping to increase demand. Oh, you know yeah, it. yeah, you got to live someplace. Yeah, exactly. You got to pay one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Why not keep a little bit of it at the end of the day, right? If you're yeah. buying versus renting, but renters are very important to our economy because they do keep the real estate business turning around. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all want that. We all want a good flow of clientele, a good flow of renters. So that makes investment property all the better. You're also an auctioneer, I understand. I am an auctioneer. Tell us about your work there. Well, um, with the demand in the uh, industry right now, there's not much room for being an auctioneer. Um, We haven't had to do a lot of auctions in the last year. Um, So a lot of, I'm a contract auctioneer also. So I hire out to do, you know, personal property benefit auctions. Mm -hmm. But with real estate, three, four years ago, we were doing, you know, a lot of bank owned mm-hmm. commercial properties liquidating liquidating those but you know right now you don't have to do an auction you price things right and put it on the market it's gone yeah and and actually a lot of what we're seeing mimics auctions with multiple offers and uh, you know the the marketing that you put out and the people that are coming in mm-hmm. it's it's kind of similar so having that background's been very helpful I'm sure dealing with that situation yeah plus you run into a lot of interesting opportunities I'm sure in your business as oh auctioneer. there is never it's a dull moment yeah. in my business I mm-hmm. have a lot of people come in because they have unique situations and are exploring auction opportunities uh, and a lot of times auction is not the appropriate situation mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times I will become a listing agent because of that um, but they're always unique they're always crazy situations but that's why i love this business because never a dull moment with it i want to talk to you more about your work and also want to learn more about the real estate opportunities in carson city Mm -hmm. and the carson valley area because i know that's your specialty Mm -hmm. glad you're with us today thank you also with us we have a guest from comstock lock he's a locksmith protecting your claim is what it says i like that little prospector on the business card with us today david harris he's the owner comstock lock welcome to the show Thank you for having me, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, yes, uh, I am the owner of Comstock Locksmith, and uh, the miner that's on the business logo is mm-hmm. just a tip of the hat to the uh, local miners. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Got prospector's got a key there. It looks like it's made out of gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. How long have you been in the business? I've been in uh, the locksmith industry for over 25 years. I started in uh, New Haven, Connecticut, and uh, worked my way down the coast. I uh, spent some time in Florida and uh, down in Arizona for a little bit, and then came out here about 13 years ago uh, during my honeymoon. Uh Fell in love with the place, decided what a great place to raise uh, our family, and Mm -hmm. now we have two children, and uh, they're really enjoying it out here. I bet they are. A lot of fun here. I love your business. It seems somewhat exciting in a way. You know, I think about locksmiths breaking into safes. Uh, I was somewhat of a locksmith as a child, good with a bobby pin, not too bad with a Slim Jim. How did you get started? Well, I spent some time in the Navy. Uh, I was a gunner's mate, and we uh, had to take temperatures of the magazines, and I had about 
20 pounds of keys hanging off my hip, and I was going down about seven uh, decks straight up and down the ladders. And I knew that there had to be a better way. Yeah. And uh, now, you know, I could key them all the same and have one key and, and go all over the ship if I wanted to. Yeah. I remember I was at a business, and we went to a master key system. And suddenly, yeah, my uh, my uh, posture improved because I wasn't carrying that weight on that one side, uh, one key. Awesome. And there's so much new innovation and technology in the lock and security business now. I know you have a lot of great updates for us, and that's why you're here today. We're interacting with people in the real estate industry, and you know what a better time to change the locks, right? When you buy a new house, when you uh, have an, issue, an incident and you want to turn them around. You brought some great samples. Well, tell us what we're looking at here with these two little examples today. Well, the first item I have here is a Trilogy um, digital lock that mm-hmm. uh, also uses key fobs or a card access card. Mm-hmm. It's a standalone unit that uh, controls the door and uh, keeps people from entering without uh, authorization. Mm-hmm. It also has a key override in case you do happen to lose your card mm-hmm. and you still need to gain access. But it'll monitor the people that are coming and going, and you can actually interrogate the unit to find out who's been in and out. Mm, mm-hmm. Nice. I like that. I see that other lock is a push-button lock. Yeah, that's a standard simplex lock, mm-hmm. and that also has a code to it, but it doesn't record uh, as people enter and leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does have a key override. In this case, it's an IC core, which is an interchangeable core, so they're easy to replace if you need to uh, change that particular lock set. You can have a core on standby mm-hmm. and just swap it out real easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about some other security aspects that your lock and lock systems have available to the local community. And also want to talk about why people should use a local locksmith like Comstock Lock. I mean, I'm thinking this is like one of the most private things that I would want in, done in my house is changing the locks. So that security issue is big. We'll talk to you more later on the show about that. Certainly. As I mentioned, Lou Carr is with us. Lou is the branch manager of Summit Funding, Sparks, Nevada. Mortgage lending business. Lou, are people still borrowing money to buy houses, or are they coming in with all cash? Uh, no, it's uh, less, uh, fewer and fewer cash deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I don't see the cash deals, obviously. Megan would know more about that. But I do see the statistics uh, and we're doing more primary residence. There are um, there are definitely some investment properties that we're doing loans on, mm-hmm. uh, but the cash buyers are not as large as they were before. Yeah, I think those seem to be more prevalent when the prices were really low and the market was just turning around. Yes, and people wanted to pull a quick a quick deal. A lot of those right. homes too that were purchased for cash, they needed work. Correct. And I know banks won't lend on a property if it's got a bad roof, bad plumbing. I mean, whatever. But an astute investor, knowing how to repair those things, maybe could have gotten a great deal and made a great purchase with cash. Right. And and there are still some cash deals going on. I'm sure Dave could speak to this a, a little better than, than I could. But but I do know that we're still seeing flips out there. Mm-hmm. there there's still some going through the, the auction process. Mm-hmm. And there are still some that, you know, are just... Um, not necessarily pocket listings, but but uh, uh, deals that agents know will not get institutional financing. They're coming in and maybe maybe doing hard money, maybe doing cash, fixing it up, and then and then turning around and flipping it. You know, there's a program I know you have that offers home buyers who purchased a property for cash 
chance to refinance within a very short amount of time and take advantage of the institutional funding that you have available at Summit Funding. I want to talk to you more about how that process works and about any new updates on this legislation that has been changing over the course of the last few months in the mortgage lending industry. And uh, more to talk about, Lou, so I'm glad you're with us today. Thanks very much, Peter. It's always great to be here, and I would love to tell you anything I can, anything I'm aware of. Okay, awesome. She couldn't be with us today, but Sherry Hill was wanting to make sure that we got a hello from her. Sherry is the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International. You know, a lot of real estate investors, when they get started, they're sole proprietors. Well, they're open to a lot of potential liability. And that includes our litigious society. Falls and slips, you know, who wants to get sued? Nobody. If you're a real estate investor, you need to talk to Sherry Hill about incorporating your real estate business. Call Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva, at 1-800-254-5779. Tell her Peter sent you. We'll be back with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this message. This is Alan Zane from Atlas Red Realty. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he actually takes the time to do an interview. Peter Padilla is a longtime friend, mentor, and I love him. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. This is David Harris, owner of Comstock Lock in Reno, Nevada. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. He helps you to relax when you're on the radio. Thank you, Peter. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio right here on KFOY. 1060 AM radio. We've helped thousands of people make the right decisions when it comes to buying real estate. We're focused even more today on investment real estate than ever. It's complicated, but the benefits are incredible. Many people start out with just one property, their primary residence. After a few years, instead of selling it to buy their next home, they might decide to rent it out. And now that primary residence that they used to have is still in the family, only now it's investment property, generating income every month that it's rented out and before too long your renters are going to pay for your mortgage wouldn't that be awesome have your renters pay for your mortgage and then before too long maybe a year or two later you might want to buy one more property sell or rent out your next primary residence and then keep moving every few years and before too long you've got a harem of properties nevada real estate radio is here to help you if you have any questions for me or for our industry experts in the studio Call after the show, 775-223-3428, and visit our website for all of our guests' contact information, nevadarealestateradio.com. With me in the studio today, I have four outstanding guests. Lou Carr is with us. Lou is the branch manager of Summit Funding. Hope you're doing well today, Lou. I'm doing great, uh, Peter. It's it's uh, a busy time and great time to be in northern Nevada. Well, I'm glad you're here with us today because we have Megan Lopresti also. Megan, this is your first time on our radio show. You're with Bradway 
properties and uh, you're a broker, you're yes. buying homes, selling homes, helping people, but you're also a property manager. Which side of the business is keeping you busier today? Um, they're both pretty busy yeah. right at this moment. Mm-hmm. And thanks again for having me. It's a, a pleasure to be here. Sure. Um, you know, I, I actually think right now the rentals have picked up a lot more than the last few years, I think because of um, being so low on inventory, a lot mm-hmm. of people are ending up renting mm-hmm. um, because they can't purchase. But also, I think we're seeing a lot more investors coming in um, and purchasing homes to put up for rentals um, because they they know that we're low on inventory and they yep. can collect good rent, keep them occupied. Yeah, You don't get many shots like this in a lifetime. Why not take advantage of it today? It's good opportunities for people that want to step up in that investment category. You know it. Sometimes, though, the challenge is the money. And people just don't have enough money for the down payment or they can't come up with it quickly enough. That's when people look to folks like Lucar at Summit Funding. And if it needs to be done even faster, they contact somebody like Dave Washburn at Socotra Capital. Dave, hope you're doing well, too. Doing great today. So talk to our listeners about hard money and how hard it is to get hard money. (laughs) Well, hard money is really equity-based financing. Mm -hmm. And so what it's going to come down to is how much equity you have in that property. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're the owner and you're refinancing, we can put it together. Or if you're purchasing property, if it's uh, for investment purpose, we're more than happy to assist you on that as well. Yeah, I really like it when you talk about investment property, but I bet most people think it's a house, right, or a condo or a complex. Tell us about some of the different things that you do that most people wouldn't realize you do as a hard money lender. Well, we'll do anything with an APN number. And so that's uh, right now real property out in Fernley where folks are doing uh, tentative maps and taking them to final maps to build subdivisions to meet our housing needs. Those are loans that we're financing. Mm. Uh, We're still seeing those single family fix and flips. Uh, we're also working on some RV parks and income uh, potential properties. And as you're seeing this market mature and go from the distressed property into um, you know, more of a, uh, a seller's market, people are having to be more and more creative on uh, how they get these properties and how they meet their cash flow needs in the future. And so we're, uh, we're working with them and, and following along as they uh, go to those more unique property types. The money that you loan, hard money, is not for primary residents, but you know, two houses right next to each other look the same. One could be an investment property, one could be a primary residence. You would own on that loan on the investment property. Correct. We can yeah. do the loan for the purchase of the investment property, or if folks have equity in their primary residence and want to pull that out to buy an investment property, we can access that equity that way as well. Mm-hmm. The thing we can't do is the purchase of the primary residence that yeah. uh, we've been legislated out of. Yeah, well, I understand that. Now, one of the interesting things that you do, again, that most people don't understand or realize that you can do is raw land. Still doing raw land? Can you still handle that? Yeah, we are. And that's really one of the areas that we're getting a lot of interest in these days. Folks are in the market and they're saying, wow, you know, we just cannot find the product. Uh, and that's the improved product for our customers. Let's go build that fourplex that we want to own and rent out. Let's go build that custom home that we want to um, sell rather than fix and flip a property that we just can't find these days. And so, yeah, that's absolutely something we're seeing. And it could be anything from a single family residence all the way out to, you know, 20, 40, 80 acres that folks are mapping for subdivision. You must have access to millions of dollars when you're talking about projects that big. We do, and, and that is the, the range that you start to get into because uh, when folks are projecting that far out there, they're looking to buy uh, they're looking to invest quite a few dollars, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, they need to borrow uh, seven figures to make those projects work. Wow. Hey, if somebody wants to talk about getting a hard money loan or getting more information about how the business works, 
What's the best way to reach you, Dave? The best way is on the end of my telephone, 775-420-4990. Thanks, Dave. We're going to chat with you more later on the show about other opportunities for hard money. But we have another guest in the studio I want to reintroduce, David Harris. He's the owner of Comstock Lock. And I love that slogan. It says, protect your claim. That would be my house, right? My automobile. Anything my, you own. My shed. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. So uh, you've been in the business a long time. You and your wife worked the business together, right? I had a chance to chat with Maggie not long ago. That's right. After we were married, we decided that we'd like to branch off on our own and mm-hmm. uh, get something rolling. And uh, she was really good at uh, administration. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know the locksmith business. So it mm-hmm. was a great marriage in more ways than one. You know, I when I hear about that, I think about the little uh, city that's not too far from Reno, Love Lock. And in Love Lock, there's a lot of locks, right, that are <laughs> locked with love. I actually saw that gate, and uh, it's loaded with locks. Have you, are you familiar with that? Yeah, what a great place that would have been for a honeymoon, too, yeah. huh? It would have been for you guys. <laughs> I, I, I mean, think Paris also has that bridge, and it's slightly, <laughs> slightly higher on the honeymoon list for the locks. Is the locksmith business growing like other parts of home improvement? You know, the thing about the industry right now is that everybody seems to want to get into the act. Uh, there's this, uh, just recently in the RGJ, uh, about a company that's uh, based out of, I think it was New York, and I'm not quite sure, so don't quote me, but um, they were operating an internet outfit and uh, hiring guys off the street to run the calls that uh, hadn't been looked at by the FBI. You have to be registered to be a locksmith through the FBI and have a background investigation. So uh, these guys were running calls and uh, going into people's homes and uh, seeing what they had there. And mm-hmm. in some cases, uh, like one of my customers uh, found, they, they didn't return. And uh, they would show up in an unmarked car, uh, open up the back of their trunk, you know, take out their screwdriver and walk into the house and call themselves a locksmith. And uh, just like in the insurance industry, you don't necessarily have to prove what you can do, you know, with a... Uh, particular uh, education you know once you get the licensing you can get out there and do that stuff and as a uh, owner you can hire whoever you want mm. and uh, whether they're qualified or not so you want to make sure that when somebody comes to your house they're uh, pulling up in a marked vehicle they can show you um, their uh, FBI card if, if you so desire and they have the ability to do the job I did not know that you needed to have FBI clearance to be a locksmith. Lou, did you know that? I, I did Dave? not know that. Ever, no? no, but it makes me feel a lot better because <laughs> uh, the times I've had to call a locksmith, yeah. they're they're uh, yeah they're they're making me a little bit worried how quickly they get in that door. <laughs> so it's good to hear that they're uh, yeah it's an they've FBI been checked out. background check. Yeah, Megan, good to you hear. you and your um, real estate property management business must deal with a locksmith on occasion. Yes, we do. Uh, you know, pretty much any time a property turns over, we change the locks on the mm-hmm. house and try and do that also with real estate yeah. sales uh, for multiple security reasons mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times we don't get the keys back and so we have to have keys produced mm-hmm. um, locks changed so but there's a lot of liability that somebody could incur if they didn't change the locks when they should have for the benefit of the new owner or the new renter absolutely and a lot of contracts even encourage or require mm-hmm. lock changes mm-hmm. um, I just think it would be, you know, crazy for a buyer or a tenant to move into a house mm-hmm. and not get their keys changed. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I agree. So, uh, David, are you doing a lot of work for the industry, our real estate industry, or is it 
pretty much on an individual basis that people call your company? Well, we do a lot of work for uh, different real estate companies around town. And one thing that you want to keep in mind when you are buying a new home is that generally they're on a master key system because when the builders are putting the houses together, they don't want to have to carry 100 keys. Mm -hmm. They want to have one key that's going to allow them to get into the whole neighborhood. And when that uh, house is sold and uh, the new occupant is presented with the key, uh, there's no guarantee that that lock has been changed yet. So um, when it's loaded with master wafers, it's more susceptible to other keys and it lowers the uh, the security of the lock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's why the first thing you want to do when you move into a brand new home is uh, have somebody come out to dump those wafers out of there and set it to one particular key. Mm-hmm. I've been to some neighborhoods where they were actually passing the master key around after they'd moved into, you know, the, the neighborhood had been loaded up and uh, if somebody lost a key, uh, there was a master key that was being exchanged throughout the neighborhood. So wow. that's how important it is. <laughs> He's talking about new homes. Um, you think about a little bit older home, a lot of times they may have been a rental mm-hmm. and then they're listed for sale. They're listed for sale. The property manager may have had a keys. Now the real estate agent has keys. You have service providers coming through with that's keys right. that you don't know anything about. You've had a handyman in, you've had inspectors. I mean, those keys pass through a lot of hands, you know, sometimes in just a few month period. Yeah. Yeah. seems like a hassle on one hand, but the consequences of not having that security, I mean, you, you literally wouldn't even know who had access to the home in many cases when you have a, an investment property. It gives you peace in mind to know that you're the only one that's carrying the key to the house and that you can account for who has that key. Mm-hmm. So uh, how quickly do you have your turnarounds when, when you get a call? How long does it take you to get something scheduled with your current load right now? Well, we try and do it uh, within the uh, same week that we get the call, if not the same Mm -hmm. day. You know, it just depends on uh, Mm -hmm. what the load is, like you said, and where the location is of the home. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, we do go down to Carson. Uh, We we go, you know, as needed in the local area, and uh, we provide the services as fast as we can. Give us your contact information in case anybody wants to reach you at Comstock Lock and maybe upgrade their security in their home. Again, my name is David Harris, and I'm at 775-851-7233, and that's comstocklock at gmail.com. All right, we're going to put your contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. That way, if anybody's driving around and they're thinking about may need more security than they had before, they can reach you quite easily. I appreciate that so much, Peter. All right, we have more guests to chat with in the studio about real estate and real estate for investment here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Loretta Bonilla with Front Office Staff. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is my real estate expert. Thank you, Peter Padilla. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. 
This is Brian Cassidy, Chief Operating Officer of Junk King in Reno, Nevada. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is a knowledgeable resource for our company when it comes to public relations. Thank you, Peter. This is Brian Cassidy, Chief Operating Officer of Junk King in Reno, Nevada. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla, your host, and I'm enjoying my conversation today with four guests in the studio. We have from Comstock Walk, David Harris. He's the owner and the chief locksmith. Hope you're enjoying being on the show today, David. It's quite an experience. I've never done this before. It's nice to be out of the heat, too. That is nice, yes. <laughs> also with us, Dave Washburn. Dave is a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. Dave, you look well rested, tan, rested, and ready. That's what we like to yeah. be at the end of the summer. <laughs> you know, we're uh, getting ready to head into the fourth quarter, yep. and that's our busiest quarter every year. Uh, that's when we've been seeing banks uh, dump inventory that they're hanging on to. Short sales de- seem to get approved a little quicker, and uh, our clients like to buy that time of year, fix them up, and be ready for the summer sales season. Yeah. So I like to come into it uh, well-rested and ready to work. Good. Glad you, see, glad you see good things on the horizon. Also with us in the studio today, we have Megan Lepresti. She's with Bradway Properties real estate and property manager. Hope you're enjoying being here too, too, Megan. I am. This has actually been a lot of fun. It's a great experience. Thank you for having me. Uh, You're welcome. It's a lot fun to talk about our industry, network with some good people, and and, uh, you know, and just enjoy the business that we are in because it's all about contacts when you're talking real estate. And every deal is different because you have different players. So why not get the best people that you can involved with you when you're closing this big real estate transaction deal? When it comes to borrowing money from a bank for a mortgage, we love Lou Carr. That's why he's with us today. Lou Carr from Summit Funding. Lou, you're the branch manager in Sparks. Tell our listeners a little bit about what you do besides lending money. Well, uh, uh, lending money is our main source of business, but keeping all the nerves calm uh, as people are, are attempting to buy homes, whether it's their primary residence, mm-hmm. a second home, or investment property. Um, Megan mentioned earlier that uh, it's never a dull moment. In my end of the business, mm. we yearn for the dull moments. We just want those loans to go through with very little very little turmoil. I think you would make a great agent for anybody who wants to become a hand model. We do a lot of hand-holding, and we help them grab the paperwork to help us get that loan for them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's actually, not, we do. I know it's not just for your borrowers, too, because you're interacting with every level of the transaction. Um, I know you deal sometimes with inspectors, appraisers, roofers. Uh, handyman, uh, well inspectors. I mean, you know, you really cover the gamut when you're a loan officer. We do, and and you're absolutely right. One of the things that we do and that I try and do on a regular basis is eliminate as much of the stress as possible. It's stressful for real estate agents, stressful for the borrowers, um, and so there needs to be a lot of reassurance given. Number one, we really need to know what we're doing in the business so that we have a great uh, chance and percentage of closing when it's time to close. Um, but it is a very stressful transaction for the buyer. And many mm-hmm. times it's, it might be their first, second time they've ever purchased a home. But yeah. uh, you, you may not know this, but real estate agents can get a little bit nervy sometimes no. too. You think so, <laughs> Megan? <laughs> Maybe occasionally. <laughs> but part of our job is being a counselor too and trying Absolutely. to keep everybody calm. Right, yeah. right. So. And, and, and in the case where perhaps you are – suggesting lenders to do the financing for a piece of property, you have a vested interest in how that lender does, performs for the borrower, and gets the transaction done. So 
Yeah, I wasn't trying to imply the nerves weren't weren't uh, uh, justified. But as a lender, part of our job and, and the way I see it is part of my job is to reassure you and and everybody in the transaction that we don't have to go to Dave at the end of the deal. And having yeah. a good lender definitely <laughs> helps keep the nerves down. Mm, That's right. a big part mm-hmm. of it. Right. But it is good that you have contacts like Dave Lou because you know things funny things happen along the way to the closing Absolutely. of a transaction. And you need to be able to have alternatives for people besides punting. Right. Uh, when somebody gets their house uh, on the market, somebody wants to buy a home, it's, they've got their heart set on getting that home. And right. I, I'm, I know you hate to disappoint people as much as I do. I mean, people really get their heart set on closing a deal. And uh, I know you guys do everything you can to close those transactions. But it seems like it's somewhat of a moving target. The rules are changing all the time, it seems like. Right. The opportunities to get a mortgage are changed. The guidelines are changing. Any updates on anything new that's going on that our listeners should be aware of that is taking place in the regulation side of real estate and mortgage? Yeah, a couple things. Uh, um, interest rates are, are remaining low, although they are fairly volatile with the, the stock market doing all the gyrations that they have been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the guidelines, and you had mentioned in your introduction to the show, uh, that it's, it's a great way to accumulate property if you ha- if you own your primary residence and maybe it's time maybe your family's expanding maybe it's time for you to go and shop to find a new home you can actually retain that property that you have and you go buy a new primary residence and mm-hmm. you rent that previous property out mm-hmm. Fannie Mae's just uh, relaxed one of their guidelines that really came into play during the mortgage meltdown that guideline stated that if you were leaving your primary residence purchasing a a new primary and you're going to rent out your previous primary in order for us to use the rental income on that property you had to have 30 percent equity Mm. in that property the the consequence if you didn't was that when you qualify for the new loan on the new primary residence we included all of your debt without rental income on that previous Primary, which could make it tough and eliminate a lot Absolutely. of people from being able to get that next home. Right, that's been relaxed, or has it been eliminated? Uh, it's been eliminated. Really? Yes. Now that's for Fannie Mae. Uh-huh. So there, there's Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, and USDA. So that's one of those components. Mm-hmm. VA did not have that same guideline, um, but FHA still does. So. You know, the great part about it is that we, when we see guideline changes, they're very gradual. They're, mm-hmm. They're one little component here, one little component there. And, you know, over the last six months or so, we've, we've just seen some, some nice little incremental changes in how you qualify. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's very good news if you want to get into the mortgage business. Fannie Mae is feeling better about the marketplace than they, were, than mm-hmm. they did years ago. You know, it seems like prices on homes, uh, activity on real estate is very similar to when we had the boom going on in the early 2000s, and yet I know it's happening for different reasons. What kind of things do you discuss at your meetings or with the corporate when you're looking ahead at the future mortgage business? Is it, as you know, are people still really cautious, or, you know, is there a good justification for where we're going now? I, I field questions from people about the, you know, I think what you're trying to say is, is there another bubble developing? I am trying to say that. Yes. I'm afraid to say it. 
Um, and I field questions about that all the time. Mm. Literally earlier today, I spoke with a gentleman about that who's in the commercial end of the business. Mm. Um, and, and nobody can answer that question uh, with 100% certainty. No one knows exactly where the marketplace is going. If you took a historic look at values, we are above a 4% historical increase in value if you took the last 50 years and, and looked at values. But I think that our components are a lot different right now You know, with the, uh, and I'm speaking nationally as uh, not just Northern Nevada, but in Northern Nevada especially, one of the things, one of the dynamics that I noticed during the bubble, and I was in the business at that time, was there were a lot of people that were buying and flipping homes you know, they may be uh, uh, working down at the you know local construction company. Oh, and I'm flipping homes too. Yeah. Right. So we had a lot of people that were that were in the real estate business that weren't really in the real estate business. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing predominantly right now are people who are buying homes to live in them, yeah. and and my I personally feel that that is a much more stable environment. If 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 you're buying a home to to live in it. You're not going to turn around two months later and try and flip it and, mm-hmm. you know, make a buck. I mean, we know the the statistics of the jobs coming into this area and the potential inflow of people over the next four or five years. So I think we've got much better, much more stable fundamentals to this marketplace than we had back in 04, 05, 06, and seven. I look at it like there's three categories, Lou. There is the first-time and primary residence home buyers. There are investors, but then you have speculators. And I think that's what we had a lot of during that mortgage buildup is that these were people were not really seasoned investors. They didn't really know how to invest. They were just speculators because they saw that other people were buying homes and selling right. them in a month, a week, you know, a very short amount of time, yep. and making big money, five, six, ten thousand or more. You know what I remember hearing and seeing, Peter, is living on the West Coast and people would have condos in Florida under contract. I don't know if you guys remember this. And the the building wasn't even built yet, but they had, you know, everyone had put a thousand bucks down on their unit. And people were buying five and six units in the same building because you could Mm -hmm. lock it up for a couple of grand. And then once it was built nine months, 18 months later, they were then selling them to folks who could come in and buy. But that that was really just flipping contracts, paper contracts and things like that. And I haven't seen that same level of speculation, as you say. The other thing that I think is really important for people to watch is, what kind of financing are people using to speculate? Mm-hmm. Because that had a big part in everything unraveling so quickly. When you're on adjustable rate mortgages, when you're on mortgages where you're picking a payment, when you're on mortgages that are negam, things can snowball very quickly yeah. in a negative direction. If you're on a 30-year fixed at four and a quarter, if, if your neighbor owns their house all cash, it's a lot harder for things to unwind quickly, negatively, because your payments are known or they don't exist if you're in all cash. So mm-hmm. those are things that I think I'm really looking for rather than the direction or the price. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for, you know, are we building a house of cards that can unravel quickly or is it something where the people who are participating have right. stable expectations? That's a great point. Yeah. You're right. That payment option arm was really a, yep. a, a death blow well, to the industry without people realizing it until yeah, it's and too he, late. And you're right. The, the, the option arm and the two-year fixed with the two-year prepay mm-hmm. and then you're going to an adjustable. So, yeah, great point, Dave. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are more cautious and making wiser decisions about their money because so many people were burnt so badly over the past few years. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like 
they're doing their research, getting the right financing, and and being cautious, you know? Yeah. Even though the market is growing and it seems to be growing in a more uh, controlled environment and and an explainable environment, I mean, there's jobs coming Mm -hmm. to town, right? There's an industry coming in. It's still a little scary to think that we might be heading in the same direction. (laughs) So no matter what, no matter how much assurance is out there, there is some apprehension always when you're pulling the trigger on a big deal. That's why we always encourage our prospects, our listeners, and our clients to deal with people that they know, like, and trust. You can know somebody pretty quick. You can like them relatively quickly. But trust, you earn that with time or with a great referral. So we only refer the best people to our callers and our listeners here at Nevada Real Estate Radio. Any questions that you might have for us, we're available. Call us after the show. All of our contact information for today's guests is on NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. We're going to be back with more conversation after this message from our advertisers. This is Megan Lopresti, broker and property manager at Bradway Properties from Carson City. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. He is a great source for local real estate information. Peter Padilla is informative and fun to listen to. Thank you, Peter. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com, and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, H-U-L-B-E-R-T dot com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Thank you. Caliber Home Loans located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. This is Karen Norris from Truckee, California. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. He gives professionals a great venue to share information. Peter Padilla is an excellent networker and collaborative agent. Thank you, Peter. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio right here on KFOY 1060 AM. My name is Peter Padilla, and I'm enjoying my conversation with in-studio guests just like I do every week. Here on our radio show, we help our listeners make great decisions about anything to do with real estate. But our big focus is on real estate for investors. I mean, that's when you're pulling the trigger on a big deal and you're counting on your investment property to do one very important thing, generate cash flow. After that, you, of course, want to have equity and appreciation, but cash flow is the main reason that people want to buy investment property. 
in order to maintain cash flow, you have to maintain the property. Many times we fall into the trap of trying to maintain our own investment property. It can be a big job, keep us busy all day, keep us from making money at our other careers or businesses. For that reason, we many times recommend that people talk to a property manager. With us in the studio today, we have Megan Lepresti. And Megan, you're a broker. You're the broker at Bradway Properties, but you're also a property manager. Would you talk to us a little bit about the importance of having a property manager when you become a real estate investor? Um, I think it is very important. I A lot of our clients are people um, who try to manage their own properties, and then suddenly the rents are late, they're mm-hmm. getting calls late at night, they're getting calls for repairs, and they don't have the time and energy to handle it or the experience. And so then we step in and, and take over managing the properties. And um, they, it, I think just having a professional that the tenants view as a professional and as having guidelines that they have to follow, mm-hmm. they're more apt to pay rent on time, take care of the properties, um, do the repairs that they're supposed to do, or call us mm-hmm. and and contact us when repairs need to be done. And then we also do quarterly walkthroughs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we go look at the properties, and if they're not being maintained properly, then we make sure that those repairs are taken care of. Or, you know, if someone's living in the property that shouldn't be living in the property, or they're violating the CCNRs, that those things can be taken care of so the owners can go on with their lives and take care of the things that they need to take care of. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's a minor amount of money for the time and peace of mind that the homeowners can save. Yeah, and yeah. you know, time is money. That's our most precious commodity. Mm-hmm. And when you're wasting that time, saving a few cents, I mean, it's costing you many times a lot of money because you can make a lot of money if you're a great real estate investor or a doctor or a lawyer or any professional. But when you start stepping out of your, your zone, many times uh, your short projects turn out to be big big issues and then you need repair afterwards and and you don't want vacancies you (laughs) know a couple months of vacancies can eat up a whole year of profit Mm -hmm. and so you know getting good tenants in who have been vetted well um who are qualified to pay the rental amount Mm -hmm. uh, you know that helps prevent those vacancies Mm -hmm. and also having somebody who has people lined up and ready to go into homes um because you know that's what they're handling all of the time um you have a vacancy, we get get them quickly cleaned up and get people back in so you're not losing that money because you can't recoup that lost rent. Yeah, I have a friend who bought an investment property a couple of years ago, and I had suggested to him that he get a property manager so that he wouldn't have to do the labor whenever it came up. And he said no. He was going to do it on his own. Uh, you know, he was an auto body repairman, so he thought he had plenty of time to go home and, and uh, still be able to deal with the, the renters if they had an issue. So, you know, I was at the time a mortgage lender, and for a closing gift, I gave him a plunger's helper, a, a plumber, a plunger, right? And he called me up just a couple of days later and said, Peter, thank you for that gift. I used it the first night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing when those problems come up. It's when you least expect it. We always hear about the stories about Thanksgiving Day and Thanksgiving dinner when the whole family comes to town, right? And your renters have their both families there, and then problems. Who are they going to call? Right. It ain't Ghostbusters, right? They call the landlord. Yeah, and Peter, I'd like to add into that. I, I actually have a, a family member of mine that uh, had a property they rented out a couple of years ago, and what happened with her? She rented it to somebody she knew, mm-hmm. and this person, you know, started having some financial problems, and 
And because she knew them, she kind of bought into the emotional side of it and let them go on one payment. Next thing you know, it's two payments. And I mean, I think it's great to help people out, but it's also a business. And you have a payment in many cases on that mortgage. And and the mortgage company, you can't call them and say, you know, gee, they're having a tough time. You know, I'd like to not make my payment this month. So when you have that property manager there, you have somebody who really – they understand the business side of it. Mm-hmm. They know the things to say, you know, to be considerate. But business is business. You have to make those payments. I'm sure you run into it. Oh, that um, when people walk in that have been managing their own properties, that's the number one story that I hear is I have a tenant in. They're having hard times. Mm-hmm. I let them go one month. And then the next month they came back again and I felt really bad. And they pull on homeowners heartstrings mm-hmm. right. and suddenly the homeowner hasn't been paid for three or four months right and then you know it's amazing how we step in and suddenly the rent is showing up bingo on mm-hmm. time yeah. Yeah. yeah so that that's probably a red flag when you hear about renters renting to family mm-hmm. or friends absolutely right? that's that's typical you know it's like i i look at that like uh, uh when you sell a car or you sell a personal item you're going to hear about it when you sell it to family and friends because it's always going to be there. Never, You never really get away from it. Yeah, their problems become your problems. They don't look at it as business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a personal transaction to them. And then when the family, you got to kick the family out and everybody's heartbroken yeah. and you got to, what, change the locks, Dave, right? That's the first thing you do when a family member moves out. That's right. When, <laughs> when you want to have control over who's entering that home, you want to change the locks right away. Yeah. So you probably have a pretty good checklist at Bradway Properties, Megan, that you work with when you're interviewing clients or you're talking about what, the tenants. Do you guys go through an extensive process of checking on yes. the renters? Yes. We do a credit check. We do a background check. We call references. Um you know, copies of their driver's license. Mm-hmm. You know, we go through as much information as we can mm-hmm. um, to make sure that we have the best tenants possible. Yeah, you know, I want to make my job easier at the same time. Sure. Right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just it's just horrible the things that you do hear on occasion sometimes from people that get bad tenants that you can't get rid of them when they're acting up. They vandalize property and and then when they move they. They do it after hours, you know, <laughs> late at night, and they take stuff with them. And um, we were just having this conversation about people moving in to Nevada or looking in Nevada to buy investment property instead mm-hmm. of California. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons Nevada is a great place to look is because it is very landlord friendly. If you have an issue, mm-hmm. you know, there are ways mm-hmm. to resolve it. Hopefully, you, hopefully, you never have to cross mm-hmm. that bridge, but it is, mm-hmm. you know, a place that that you can deal with those situations. Yes. So do you have, uh, again, you probably have a pretty good list not only of questions and processes to determine if the renters are going to be good, but you have a lot of state or federal regulations that you have to follow? Oh, absolutely. Um, I I think that the property management is more regulated than the real estate sales. Uh, They regularly check our books. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we have trust accounts. Um, Any uh, background information the company that does our background checks for us. They come out and mm-hmm. actually check our files to make sure that the information is secure. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud to say we were just voted one of the top um, property management companies in Carson City. And I think that that care with detail. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, we were voted the number one company mm-hmm. in Carson City. Awesome. Congratulations. The Nevada yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 
So Carson City State Capitol, do you deal with a lot of politicos that come up during the sessions? Oh, yeah, we we do. Um, it's kind of tough to get them in to houses because most people want um, to have a six-month or year lease. Um, but, you know, some people actually set aside their homes or their time mm-hmm. um, during legislation to rent out their mm-hmm. houses. And I've had a, not this last year um, because the market is so hot. But in a few years prior, people have homes on the, the market and they couldn't sell them. So they would rent them out yeah. during that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The door is open for ridicule in that conversation right there, Peter. Is it you really? understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I actually I know an investor that that uh, this gal who had a few properties and, and you know she did all her own renting. And her uh, criteria included the last thing she would do. She would invite them you know, to the house to look at it. They're looking at the house. She goes out and looks in their car mm-hmm. and sees how they take care of their car and whether it's mm-hmm. a mess or not, mm-hmm. you know. And that was her. That was one of her big barometers yeah. on who to rent to. I thought it was a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> my luck, it would be. Why is this real estate agent snooping <laughs> oh, in my car? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, there's a reason. Thing for yeah. for uh, prospective <laughs> tenants to consider too, if you're going to go look for a rental, have a clean car. I mean, you have to make a good first impression. Yeah, right? absolutely. Right. I mean, Every, everybody's concerned about that. Looking horrible and you know, smelling like smoke and telling you their sad story about being unemployed. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so one of the great things about being in northern Nevada is that we're we have good access to our state capital. Well, I absolutely love Carson City. The small town feel. You know, we we know our neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, we know what's going on on which. You know, one street over, um, the the schools aren't too big, so we know what's going on with our kids in the schools. Yeah. But we're also close to wildlife. Um, I live on the west side of Carson City, and we have deer walking through our yard, and we get bears in our trees. And uh, I, some people may complain about that, but I love that part of living in Carson City. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a small town, and people are friendly, and they care about each other. The freeway has been extended in and around mm-hmm. Carson City from the time that I moved to northern Nevada. And so now you can get through Carson City fast. You actually go around Carson City. And I know that there's continuing work to get that bypassed and all the way down further be below uh, where it exits now mm-hmm. you know, within the southern part of Carson City. It makes it easy to access Reno. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people can live in Carson City now and work in Reno or get to the conveniences mm-hmm. of Reno. So a lot of the clients that we're helping mm-hmm. are actually working in Reno. And I think a lot of people who are using that bypass, they're going up to Lake Tahoe. They're going to do, you know, visit a, the tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those people probably aren't going to be looking to move to Carson City anyways. Hopefully you will have a chance to come back and visit with us some more. Thanks for having me. This has been a great experience. You bet. And so if somebody wants to reach you at Bradway Properties in Carson City, what's the best way to reach you? They can call us at 775-671-1447, bradwayproperties.com. And there's a lot of great information about Carson City and the surrounding areas on our websites. Mm -hmm. A lot of good tools for buyers and sellers. Excellent. And we'll have your contact information on our website, too, so that people can reach you easily. Perfect. Thank you. also like to thank David Harris from Comstock Lock to come to visit with us today. It's been a wonderful experience. I appreciate it very much. So home security is a big issue on everybody's mind, and we're going to post some of the photos that we take of the lock examples <laughs> that you brought to us today to check out in the studio. In case anybody, though, needs to give you a jingle now, because they now realize the importance of maintaining their security system through their locks, 
What's the best number to reach you? That would be 775-851-7233. Lou Carr has been with us from Summit Funding, branch manager in Sparks. You're busy all the time, Lou, but if you could use one more deal, what kind of advice would you give to our listeners? I would say investment property is a great way to go. I'm hoping that you can join us next week, Lou, because we have a credit expert coming to join us here in the Very studio. Very good. We've got all your contact information, too, on our web, so if anybody needs a great deal on a mortgage to purchase primary residence or investment property. Lou, you're the guy we'll send you to. Thanks very much, Peter. Great to be on the show again. Thanks very much. Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital has been with us too. Dave is a hard money lender, but Dave, it's not hard to reach out to you because you've always got uh, good availability. And more and more people I know want to pull the trigger quickly on a real estate transaction. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, keep an eye as we head into the fourth quarter. There are a lot of motivated sellers who need to move properties before you roll into the next calendar year. Mm -hmm. That's a great buying opportunity for folks who want to get into properties. And that's the time for you to uh, take a motivated seller and uh, make their day by buying their property. We'll be into December before too long, so it's a good time to start thinking about those deals, Dave. Yes, it is. And if you need to move on them fast, you can always call a hard money lender and we can help you uh, make that purchase. Very good. We've got your information on our website too, Nevada Real Estate Radio, and hopefully you'll be coming back to visit with us soon. I look forward to it, Peter. I would also like to thank our listeners for tuning in. We're on every week, same time, same station, helping people make great decisions in their real estate transactions. Please tell your friends, your family, and your loved ones to tune in too. Same time, same station. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.